0: So, I've been recently reading that there is milk inflation in India. There's a milk crisis in India. That means the production of milk is not up to the mark, not uh, meeting the demand. And India is supposed to be the largest producer of milk in the world. produces about 220 million metric tons per year. And that's about double what the United States produces. And by the way, the United States is the second largest producer. So, traditionally after the uh, White Revolution... After the Operation Flood 50 years back, there was no shortage of milk. Lots of cattle breed, advanced animal husbandry. So why this problem has happened suddenly? Well, let's go back before COVID. 2018-19, everything was all right. But then coronavirus pandemic set in, lockdowns happened. And at that point of time, the institutional buyers, the hotels, the clubs, all of them nearly shut down and they didn't require milk so demand from their side dropped now they usually bought packaged milk from these dairies dairies are of two types cooperatives and corporates so these dairies did not get any orders and they were not interested in buying milk from the milk farmers that much the milk farmers produced large quantities of milk during the coronavirus time but there wasn't enough demand and just to bring into perspective, about 60% of the milk produced by milk farmers is sold by them directly to the consumers. You know the traditional dudwalas or Gwalas who live in the semi-urban areas, in the suburbs of the cities, and then they come with their bicycles or some uh, train or a bus and they supply milk in the early hours. I've been buying that milk ever since my childhood. And I know that it is fresh milk. I don't even mind paying a little bit more. But those, those uh, uh, doodwalas or those milk farmers comprise 60% of the milk produced. The remaining 40% of the milk is produced by farmers deep in the interior, rural parts. And they can't come all the way to the cities, the market areas. And uh, therefore, it is the local dairies, the cooperatives and the corporates which purchase milk from these milk farmers. And uh, they usually sell in the form of packaged milk, but not just that, in the form of uh, uh, ghee and butter and milk powder, all of these processed commodities. So, the packaged milk that they produce is mostly sold to these institutions, the hotels, the clubs, whose demand stopped during the COVID time. As a result, these milk farmers suffered. They were producing milk, but they had to sell it at a very uh, less rate, at a very small rate. Pre-COVID, they will, the, the cooperatives and the corporates They were buying uh, milk from these milk farmers at 31, 32, 33 rupees a litre. But during COVID, they were just offering 20 rupees a litre, 18 rupees a litre. And the milk farmer had no alternative but to sell. And it was this time when the milk supply was at its peak. And the prices of milk were at its bottom and the milk farmers suffered because they weren't getting enough money. And so this continued, Uh, the dairies were smart, even though they they didn't uh, sell the milk to these hotels and clubs, they processed it into skimmed milk powder and even exported it. So they had some uh, palpable profit, but the milk farmers suffered. And after COVID, the milk farmers had an enormous cash crunch. They didn't have enough money in their pockets, so that they they couldn't uh, really invest in their animals, maintain their animals, or even buy fodder. And on the top of that, the Russia-Ukraine crisis started uh, after the coronavirus. And by the way, Ukraine supplies a lot of these cereals which are used for cattle feed. So not just India, but a lot of other countries, especially tropical countries, where the milk production isn't that much uh, or the, the, the local grass variety is not very uh, nutritious. Of course in the equatorial countries you have a lot of grasses but they are not nutritious enough to serve as cattle feed. So Ukraine supplies a lot of these uh, cattle feed raw materials and uh, India has been traditionally importing a lot of the maize feed, the cooperatives import. and. That ensures that each cow, each buffalo gives a lot of milk. So, due to the Russia-Ukraine crisis, this cattle feed was constricted and about 80%, 70-80% to of the milk production goes in cattle feed. So, if the milk farmer gets 1,000 rupees for a certain quantity of milky sales, about 800 rupees goes in giving cattle feed. So, The milk farmers couldn't afford cattle feed anymore because cattle feed, the prices of cattle feed increased by 25% due to this Russia-Ukraine war. On the top of that, uh, after the coronavirus, there was a lumpy skin disease of the cattle and that was a contagious disease. So just for an example, a lot of animals in Gujarat are bought from Punjab. So a lot of this movement was also hampered as it was hampered during the lockdowns as well. So combined all of these factors together and you found that the farmers the milk farmers didn't have enough money to continue in business to maintain the cows and the buffaloes and give milk as a result a lot of them i just read a news not just in india but i read a news about tunisia and some of the milk farmers there were selling their cows selling maybe 20% of the cows so that they could maintain the remaining 80% so that was the level of cash crunch many of them just went out of business and so post covid in 2022 2023 even now we have a lot of milk shortage and these dairies the cooperatives or the corporates they made a lot of milk powder exported but now all of that is exhausted and now they have to go back to those milk farmers but now if they offer them 20 rupees a liter milk farmers not gonna agree the milk farmers are now demanding 30-35 rupees a litre. And now these dairies are facing crunch. It's something similar to what sugar mills faced a few years back, where uh, they were not finding profitability. So, there is, as, as we know, when we study OPEC and uh, the way they control the prices of crude oil, when they decrease the production, the price of the crude oil internationally rises. So, also, when the production of milk has reduced, its prices have increased, and milk inflation has happened over and above the headline inflation. And that is worris- worrisome. So, that is the crux of the situation. And uh, just to bring it to perspective, cooperatives are just a group of milk farmers who come together, have some agreement, and they operate like banks, they procure, and The government helps milk farmers, not directly as in the case of the paddy farmers or the wheat farmers, where the government directly ensures that they get MSP, that the paddy farmers or the wheat farmers can directly go to the mandis or the procurement centers of the government and sell at the MSP if the private players are not buying at MSP. Or even in the case of sugarcane, where the government has not intervened, but has Uh, made an obligation on the private sugar mills to purchase sugar at the FRP or in some states even more than FRP at the state-advised price. So, there is no obligation on the parts of cooperatives or corporates, these dairies, to purchase milk at a certain minimum price from the milk farmers, which is why the milk farmers suffered during the coronavirus pandemic. So, that is the crux of the situation. Now, if the milk farmers or the cooperatives have to be sustained the government gives them a lot of subsidies so for example a cooperative like amul or red cow or Bhagirathi, or a lot of these uh, st- there are lots of cooperatives in every state amul cooperative has started from anand in and has now spread into so many states but say for example they procure milk uh, at 30 rupees a liter from the milk farmer the government will subsidize uh, them, say six rupees a liter, and they'll be able to sell it at thirty-six rupees a liter, and that will ensure their profitability. Same thing is not extended to corporates. So, just for a comparison, you find that in cases of food items which have MSP, such as wheat or rice or some oil seeds, there, there is the MSP, which has to be given to the farmers which is not in the case of milk. And in those cases, they're under the Essential Commodities Act, and therefore the government regulates the prices. So the price at which the wheat or the rice or the paddy is being sold to the consumers, the final consumers like you and me, is also fixed through the public distribution system. So the government has a double subsidizing role it subsidizes in the farmer side it also subsidizes in the consumer side so that the person who is purchasing from the farmer and selling it to the consumer if it happens to be a private player that private player won't find much profit first of all it is buying at a loss from the farmers and second it is obligated to sell at a loss to the consumers so no private player will come in this business of course the government has its own genuine reasons to Uh, subsidize the farmers in the form of MSP and subsidize the consumers in the form of food subsidies. But it is not conducive to the private players. In the case of sugarcane, it is one-sided. The government is subsidizing the farmers in the form of FRP or SAP, but at least the government has given the leeway to the sugar mills to sell at a high price. Of course, sugar is also under the Essential Commodities Act, but a good portion of this sugarcane can be exported out at very high prices to international consumers. And the government even subsidizes this export, which is being contended by Brazil and other countries in the World Trade Organization. And the government has allowed them, these sugar mills, these private sugar mills, to make distilleries. And uh, they can actually participate in the ethanol petrol blending program and sell a portion of their ethanol produced to the government. So a lot of incentives have been recently given to these private sugar mills so they can stay in business. Otherwise, they would become disillusioned. Some of them were closing their sugar mills and some of them were shifting south to Maharashtra and uh, Karnataka. And now things have becoming more and more uh, conducive. But in the case of milk, there is complete market economy on the side of farmers as well as on the side of the consumers. And therefore, after the COVID pandemic, a similar inflation and crisis could have happened in other food items. But it happened in milk because it is completely controlled by market economics. And I don't feel it's wrong that it's controlled by market economics. I just feel that uh, the milk production has to increase. There was a situation, of course, market economics says that if the milk production in India is not up to the mark, then naturally the country will import. But I don't think that the government of India has agreed to importing milk uh, as a policy measure. On the other hand, in the recent budget of 2023, a lot of emphasis has been put on cooperatives and uh, investing in the infrastructure for the milk industry, giving a lot of uh, hand-holding support to the cooperatives, digitizing the primary agricultural uh, cooperative societies. So all of those activities uh, have been happening in the dairy industry. In operation flood 2.0 is uh, sought and uh, by the time 2050 comes it is aimed that the milk production in india will be about 600 million metric tons or more and that shall be about half the entire milk production in the world so once that thing happens it's all right but natural market economics would dictate that in case of domestic shortfall of milk production there is import of milk From New Zealand from other countries but if that thing happens then um, that is market economics no doubt about that but in that case something very similar to what edible oils uh, ecosystem in India uh, is there might happen because in India a lot of edible oil production potential is there but India started importing cheap palm oil from Indonesia and Malaysia and now India is dependent on these imports so, it's uh, there are no easy answers whether import is good or whether self-reliance is good. A, a true market economist uh, would say that import is good because it is in line with the invisible hand of Adam Smith, but a lot of uh, people would agree that making India self-sufficient and if subsidies or government support is required for that. So... I don't think there are simple answers to that. It's an academic discussion and debate. But my purpose in this podcast was to uh, bring before you the crisis of milk production in India as of now. And by the way, milk is produced most mostly in the flush season. So flush season is the winter season in India. And that is October to March. But uh, October to March in the financial year 2023, the production was same as the previous financial year. And that is a bad thing because production must increase by 6% every year. Traditionally, it has been increasing that way. So therefore, it is said that the milk production in India has stagnated, which is bad because population is increasing, demand is increasing. Uh, All of these things are happening. And uh, countries like New Zealand and um, Switzerland, they are eyeing because New Zealand doesn't have much population. So most of the milk is processed and exported. And it would look for an opportunity to export to a large market like India. And uh, India doesn't want to uh, stop its domestic reliance. So whether the cooperative model is good, whether the corporate model is good, or whether the farm milk farmers selling it directly to the consumers is good, that's a debatable topic. And it comes within the larger purview of agriculture. I have lots and lots and lots and lots of ideas, lots and lots of uh, concepts to be discussed regarding agriculture in general. And milk is just one aspect of agriculture. So be prepared for a lot of other podcasts on these interesting topics, agricultural economics or economical agriculture. So meet you all in the next podcast, follow, subscribe, like, beacon podcast and stay tuned.